Welcome to the Total Boss Podcast, and I'm your host, Cristiano Green, a podcast where we talk about finding fulfillment through self-development, being a leader of your own life, and getting the most out of it as well. Tenacity, originality, talent, authenticity, and being legendary. It's all about living your best life. Hello, 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 all you total bosses out there, and welcome to another episode of the Total Boss Podcast. I am your host, Christiana Green, and I am a mindset and transformation coach working with gay men to help them fully realize who they truly are so they can find freedom, fulfillment, fortune, and be fabulous in all areas of their life. So in this week's episode of the podcast, I share a great, fantastic, amazing conversation with one of my great friends, Emmy Hernandez, and we talk all about authentic relationships. Because in life, if your relationships are not authentic, then really what are they? They're the opposite of that, which could be fake. There could be, you know, insecurities in there. It could be stuff where you're not feeling 100% in there. So we have a great conversation today about how you can cultivate your relationships, how you can make the best out of them, and truly be inspired to build better relationships so you can have a better life. Because, you know, the number one stress that people have in life is related to relationships. And if we can cultivate authentic relationships, we build more happiness, we build more fulfillment, and we build more love in our lives. So let's get into to it. I'll share this through and I'll be back at the end. So enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. So Emmy, let's kind of start with the topic. So what would you, what do you really class as authentic relationships? You know, if we go broad and just talk about authentic relationships, we're going to start, we're going to start there first. To yeah. me, authentic relationship is someone where you can have a, a conversation with someone and you know that it's a, it's a zero judgment zone, right? Really, it's Thanks. that zero judgment where you can be fully vulnerable and this person loves loves you enough to call you out on your shit, right? And call you out on your shit, kind of like how you and I do, right? Like one of the things that I love about our relationship is that, you know, I can tell you when I'm having a bad day, you're like, you know, this didn't work out quite as well as I planned. You're going to give me the love and then you're going to be like, hey, how can we make this better, right? Let's strategize to make this better next time. And I do the same thing for you, right? Like that's what we do in our community yeah. and with our friends. That, yeah. that to me is an authentic relationship because what would be inauthentic was for me to come to you and like have a pity party 24 seven. And like, I'm just like pouring, you know, and dumping on you. And I'm like, uh, we just call it, well, I'm just venting. That's not fair to you, right? And yeah. uh, because as someone who cares about me and like you're going to want to listen, but then this turns into a one-sided thing where I'm like the taker, right? I'm taking your energy and you're just going to like have to take it. And I have a lot of my clients, I teach them to actually create sacred boundaries. <laughs> with those, Right. Cause they're used to a lot of their friends who help them but really they're only in their life to, to take their energy. And, you know, I have a, a, you know, dump on them when things are, are shitty and not really participate in their life when the other person needs them. So that to me is what, what I consider authentic, you know, the zero judgment zone, you can be vulnerable, talk about what's going, what's not going well, but also get the love in on like, uh, you know, let's try something else. And I love you enough to call you out on your own shit there. Yeah, 100% agree. It's, it's that relationship where you know you can say and be who you are without that person, you know, 
judging you for who you are. You know, obviously we all have ups and downs in our life and, you know, this is life. It's all about ups and downs, polarity, right? So, you know, when you can find someone that you can talk to and be authentic and say, you know, I'm having a shit day because, you know, people walk around with that mask of I'm good, I'm good, I'm fine, I'm good. And, you know, you can walk around with that mask, but inside you're bubbling up like a fucking, you know, one of those chemical things that's about to explode a volcano, whatever they call it, yeah? <laughs> um, but, you know, who wants to walk around always having to be good, always having to be fine, always having to be okay, right? You've got, you know, having an authentic relationship means it's okay to not be okay and to voice that to someone and know that they'll be there to love, support, guide you, whether you, you know, necessarily were looking for that or not, right? Real, true, authentic relationships means you get what you get <laughs> because you're giving what you're giving, right? And you're getting back that that same thing, right? So if you're unleashing, someone's going to go back, you will, you know, honey, great. That's where you're at. Do you want to stay there or do you want to go somewhere else? And I'll help you get there if you do, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, like it, it's it's always amazing to have friends that are in the, in the coaching space. And mm -hmm. one, one of the things that I love to do when, you know, sometimes I just want to dwell for like five, 10 minutes in my own misery and just like, like, right. Like, is this like, am I like, just validate me here for a second. Right. Just, just, just give me some loving. Right. Like I don't want any coaching right now. And they'll it's be like, oh, it really is, right? <laughs> like, let me, let me sit and, you know, my little pity party right now, whatever that is. And that's, that's the beauty of being able that I think that's like the advanced level version of an authentic relationship where we know ourselves so well that we know who, with whom we can do that, right? And there are people who truly love us and we're like, yeah, I got you, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm just, just, let's just be here and hold that kind of, that hold that space and be like, hey, you know what? Are you feeling, are you feeling better than check in another day to go into that, that space that you're talking about? Like, if you don't want to get stuck there, let's move on, right? And sometimes we just need that, that loving space, which creates its own transformation on its own. Totally. And that, you know, that, that other part of it is that it's kind of like having people who are, know and understand you gives you the freedom to be able to, you know, have your moments of pity, but then know that I'm going to talk to this person and that's all going to go away because, A, we lift each other up, right? You know, I think real relationships is all about how do you feel after you've left that conversation? You know, what are you feeling? If you're feeling better, you know it's an authentic relationship. If you're feeling worse, I'd start to question, does that a consistent thing with that person? If it is, is that what you want in your life really, you know? Absolutely. You just brought something up that is, well, two two things that you, you brought to mind for me. I don't remember which author I, I read this, uh, but he was talking about, are, is that person a battery drainer or battery charger for you right mm, and, yeah. um you know because we've heard of like energy vampires and stuff like that so there's there are people who like charge up your battery and people who drain them right and then the second thing you brought up was pattern right so this is where so many people i think sometimes get stuck because they're like well is this person uh you know is it what they did like really mean like should they not be in my life anymore or is it this and my first and when my when my coaching clients come to me with like a specific event with a specific person, my first question is, how many times have you seen this before? Have you even seen it, right? Because I'm trying to track, like, is it a pattern? 
And then they start going back and very quickly they'll, they'll recognize, oh, yes, it is. It's been happening since we were in like kindergarten, <laughs> right? <laughs> or is it like a one-off situation? Because sometimes, you know, the one-off situation, maybe they just got upset, you know, and something, something that got triggered in them I didn't realize was underlying about some other things. And it's like, oh, okay, well, let's talk about that then. Because if it's a pattern, it's a completely different conversation to have around creating those boundaries versus a one-off event where you're like, let's talk about that situation and why some things came to the surface. Because I tell my clients, you know, when, when you are triggered, right? And I use this in quotations on purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Because we, we are the only ones who can allow that, that trigger. It's, it's all stimulus response, right? Just because there's a stimulus doesn't mean we have to respond, right? Yeah. So if the trigger like on the gun, you know, we have to respond. So if something's bubbling up for us that got triggered, it's coming up for resolution, right? So we can either sit there and get be pissed off about it or go into a space and find the person that can help us resolve that that's coming up, right? Because or else you're just constantly going to be living in that, that victim mode of, you know, trigger response, trigger response, trigger response. And this is a pretty freaking miserable life to live because guess what? We can't sit here and go train every single person on the planet to act exactly the way we need them to. <laughs> totally, exactly. And, and you're never going to get to having <laughs> everyone act how we want them to. But we also need to be able to be aware that we need to, we can control our energy, right? And so if we're in a relationship with someone, whatever type of relationship that is, we need to be aware of what energy are we bringing as well. So are we getting what we're giving? And it comes in that whole, okay, this is a flow and you've got back what you put in and then you're, you're not happy because you've got the result. So we also need to reflect on are we being authentic to that person as well? Are we being part of the problem as well to, to, to where it's gotten to, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. One thousand percent. That's, um, you know what's funny is I mean I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you all a secret right now. You're ready for a secret. So, uh, listen in, listen in. Uh, don't tell anybody. Yeah, right, right. This is all. Um, I mark it out, right, to the world to bring in soulmate love, mm -hmm. to attract soulmate partnership. However, what I'm actually teaching is self-love and the frequency of becoming the fullest expression of yourself, which is stepping into your full authenticity. Because without that, some people come to me and they're like, I just want to learn the online dating stuff. Just tell me the tips and tricks of all that. And I'm like, no, I refuse. And they're like, well, you're a love coach. You should be able to I'm like, you know, I can teach you all day long. However, you're going to keep meeting the same person, different name. <laughs> mm, yeah. When you're in that frequency of what, you know, I, I learned this last week from one of my friends who she's like, bitter is not better, <laughs> right? Somewhere along the way, some of us picked up, including myself, okay? This is the previous version of Emmy, you know, that, you know, it was, it's okay to go out and, and complain, like misery loves company, right? Mm. So, you know, sometimes you, you meet someone at a coffee shop and you're like, man, horrible day today, right? Like, like it's so gloomy, it's so this, it's so that, blah, 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 right? And somebody, you're going to find a lot of people there that will agree, oh, you've made new friends. Yes, but on what frequency, right? Mm -hmm. So if that's where you're living, you're going to only attract more of those people. So if you're going out dating or even looking for a job, right, 
you're going to find similar people in that field. And then very, very possibly you're going to end up finding yourself in a situation where there might be some toxic management, right? And managers above and then, or they're super like, like on your case about everything. And you're like, how did this happen? That's how that happened. Exactly what you just said, Christiana. It's how we're showing up first, which will then attract everything else in our life. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And um, I often get, you know, we obviously, we talk to a lot of people, you know, on a day-to-day basis, right? And we, we hear, you know, what's going on in their life, right? And, you know, you hear a lot of people who are looking for a partner and they want that person to make them happy. They go, if I just find a relationship, I'll be happy. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. They don't realize you have to flip the script and be happy to find a relationship that's going to fulfill you, right? Because you can't get someone else that's going to fulfill you. They can help guide you. But if you walk into someone and where you're at, again, you attract where you're at. So if you're here and you're unhappy and you want someone to make you happy, you're going to continue to get people who are going to show you the stuff that's not making you happy. And then it, you'll stay there because it's going to be easier for you or, or not. But it's one of those situations where you, yeah, you, you get what you, you, you get, you get what you put out, right. And where you're at. And so you're attracting like that whole law of attraction, right. You attract what you are. Absolutely. Spot on 100%, 100%. That's, that's exactly how it works. And it's, it's funny. I, sometimes I have clients who catch on, right, to sort of what we're doing, like, I'll, I'll tell them the process up front, like how everything happens. But they, it doesn't like sink in. It really truly doesn't sink in because they come to me, you know, like giving they want the process for just finding a guy, right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They want you to get you a man. That's it. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you want you want your man, you want your woman, you want or whatever, but we're going to turn you into the best version of who you are first, right. And it, it takes them a little while. And after a few months, they're like, I mean, it kind of really seems like you're just trying to trick me into being happy first. And I'm like, is it working? And they're like, yeah. and I'm like, ha ha, I got you, right? Because <laughs> it's really difficult for people to understand. And this is where it becomes a little counterintuitive, right? Because you're like, wait, but I need my person, right, to be happy. And it's like, no, if you're if you're actually on that hunt to find someone to make you happy, you are going to attract people. You will. You're not going to attract a healthy partner though. I'm going to tell you that right now. You cannot, you cannot, the law of physics, the law of quantum science and the universal laws do not allow that to happen. This is not a, Oh, you know, woo -woo thing. I mean, Christiana are making shit up. No, this is just how the laws of the universe work. It's real. (laughs) It's real. We're not making this shit up. Right. That's why when people say we got to do the work, that's what we're referring to. Right. Like I had to do a lot of work on myself to, you know what the work was to fall in love with me. hundred percent. Right. And then people get all bent out of shape of like, Oh, you got to do all that work. Okay. Sorry that you fell in love with yourself. Like that. That's I, I, I can never apologize for that. Right. Like that's one of the things I remember the moment after I had been doing the work for a few years. And I remember the moment where I recognized the shift, right? Like it had been happening, but I didn't know it until this moment. And I was at at the time I lived in um, San Francisco 
And I, I spent a lot of time at the university where I graduated and I had been doing some work down, down there. And in this little city, downtown Berkeley, there's a lot of stores with reflective windows. Cristiano, do you know what I started doing? Tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> I literally started skipping. I started skipping on the sidewalk and looking at myself in, in the reflective glass and like blowing kisses to myself. And I, I stopped at one point and I was like, I love you. And it was one of the most tender moments I have ever experienced in my life, right? But that moment, I had to create for myself first. Mm. I experience it now with my love, right? With my partner. However, I need to give myself that love and tenderness first. And it doesn't stop, by the way. Some people think, oh, well, I, I get to stop doing all the self-love stuff, you know, once I find my partner. No, 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 no. Because if I don't fill myself up, there's nothing to give my partner. Exactly. 100%. And you, you got it right. You start loving yourself. Stage two, you start loving the world around you. Mm -hmm. Stage three, you find the person that loves you and the world you've created, right? Yes. Oh, where is that? I need a microphone, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're just throwing out the mic drops left and right here, I mean. <laughs> And I just can't stop um, picturing you skipping down the street, looking at the mirror. And I just want to be like, record that shit and put it on <laughs> Facebook and say, this is what you bitches should be doing. <laughs> right? Like, isn't it a cool visual? I still remember. And that was years ago now. That was probably like almost a decade ago now. And it, it was just one of those moments where, you know how you just have those, mom like, those moments where you just recognize a shift and you're like, whoa. Like something happened. It didn't happen in that moment. It was just everything came to fruition there. And you're you're right about like finding the person that loves the world that you've you've created. And this is what I let you know the ladies know because they get so bent out of shape around like, well, I'm not good at X or I'm not good at Y. And it's like, well, why are you trying to make yourself good at something that is not naturally like something that you love, right? Yeah. Every single one of the the women that I that I talk to already have something that lights them up. And that's actually my number one question. Right? I ask them, what lights you up? And many of them, most of them don't know an answer to that because they stopped doing things that made them happy and lit them up from inside out. And I tell them, I said, do you know what's what's one of the most beautiful compliments a woman could ever get? It's not you're sexy, you're beautiful, you're pretty. It's you're glowing. Yeah. How do we glow? We glow because there's a light within us, right? Yeah. So ask what lights you up? From the eyes outward, right? Yeah. Mm. It's the eye, the body, just the energy, just we exude radiance, I call it, right? Like when we are 100% in love with who we are, we exude radiance, which is what's to the outside world? Confidence confidence right yeah definitely and that's the thing that people missing in the key is how much sexiness is behind the confidence yeah. there's a whole so i've got this whole, the whole notion of finding the person that you want and you know that whole notion of people saying well you want this type of person you look at them and go what type of person would that person want to be with and then you start working towards that have you mm. heard that, that that notion 
what, what's your thoughts on people becoming the partner to what they think they want and like helping themselves grow into a person so they can find the love of that you know they become a person so they can find the person they want to do and necessarily not necessarily they become a different person but they evolve into something that they're matched with yeah absolutely well i think i became a different person right but yeah. so i i have sort of like a caveat to that so i i love and this is sort of the work that I do. And one of the things I'm certified in is something called superconscious free codes. And everything we do is starting with the end in mind, right? You start with the end results. You you choose, you decide, you figure out where you are now. There's no judgment to where you are now. It's just what, what we're doing is creating a structure, right? Exactly. Like where you want to go? Where are you? And all we do is remove the resistance in between, okay? Because this modality states that there's there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You don't need fixing. We just remove the resistance to where you want to go. So I, I like the idea of like, you know, what's the version of me that's going to attract this version of that kind of partner. Um, the only thing I would add in sort of like clarification of bringing in that healthy love is if, if someone sort of creates this, let me call it resume, okay, resume of the person that they want to be with, that 100% is the wrong way to go about it. Okay. Yeah. Because it's not an energetic connection. And it might sound like, oh, you know, what's energy got to do with this? <laughs> it's, got, to do with it. right? it's like everything. And I can tell you right now, the women and men and all partnerships in between who go off of a resume to try to match core values to try to match, you know, what, how, how do you want to raise children? How do you want to like live your life? What's going to happen when one of you is, is upset? What happens with one of you, when one of you loses your job, like a lot of the mindset stuff, you can't figure out from a resume. So that's where so, some people, it kind of goes with people saying, Oh, I, I made a list of the person that I want. I do something similar, but I call it a soulmate clarity list. But it comes from a place of how do you feel? How does it feel to be with your partner on a daily basis? Right? Like, what do you what do you do on vacations? What do you how how does he or she show you appreciation? How do you feel loved? Right? So that list is very different from coming from the place of the resume, right? So there, there are two different lists, and I can tell you right now, the one that brings you in healthy amazing partnership you know intimacy is the one that you start that is written from the heart and not from the head i love that yes totally it's that part that it's the feeling more than the features right yes you don't need to write a list of you know he has to be six foot seven he has to you know blah blah has to have this type of body it's more about how does he make you feel and how does it feel to be with him like you said in different parts of your life like you said when you're at home when you're out on a day when you're on a holiday you know you don't need to figure out what job he has what type of car he has because those are not gonna fulfill you right the features um and they maybe they're, they're lovely features but the end of the day they're not going to light you up. They're not going to have that emotional attachment to it that's going to draw in the person that you want and that you deserve, right? Because a car or a, you know, a type of job is just a car and a job. It's not anything that can light you up, right? I mean, 
it's those things of material you, you, you everyone's happy with material things until they've got them and then they want the next material thing right but when you've got a partner it's about the feeling they give you and they constantly give you right and if they're continuing to light you up you're not looking anywhere else right exactly and that's what makes it sustainable right like i have people matt and i uh my fiance have people stop us all the time and they're like oh you guys are so cute are you guys like newlyweds or like you know are you going on your first dates or something and we we kind of chuckle and look at each other like no we've been together for you know almost four years and people are like oh wow like you know just wait till the honeymoon stage is over or it's not over yet like what happened? like <laughs> like you guys still really like each other and we're like yeah, yeah, like we really love each other, and this is right? like you're supposed to really like this person. Um, and the thing is, like we we just can't get enough of each other. We live our independent lives. Don't get me wrong; it's not like we're all up in each other's business, but we love spending time together. Like that's one of the things that I refuse to sacrifice. And, and Cristiano, you've, you've heard me say this before, right? Like mm. when it comes to like my business, he's my number one supporter and not just verbally, like he's helped, he's he's fin he financially supported me. He's set like literally the whole setup right now that you guys can't see, like he, he adds on to that. He wants to make sure that everything is successful in the business because he knows how much it lights me up. And he gets lit up with my excitement for what I'm bringing to the world, right? And changing lives. So it's like this beautiful cycle of he gets to be my hero on a constant basis by bringing me, you know, a, a new ring light or a, a new mouse or a whole new stand up desk, right? I got, I got one uh, installed today and I'm like, oh my God, right? So he, he gets to set up my and be my hero because I allow him to participate in this, right? And I'm going to tell you right now what one of the things that your your listeners might be thinking about is, yeah, but because of the field I'm in, you know, I tend to intimidate a lot of men or women. And I'm going to tell you right now that that's a fallacy. That's a myth that 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 I used to believe. Right. So I was for a really long time. I was an international speaker and I spoke on stages of up to 10,000 people at a time. Yeah. So it was one of the things that I thought was going to drive away like a, like a good guy because I was like, oh, that's kind of intimidating. You know, if he doesn't do that, like how's, you know, I don't want to have like this power play sort of between us. So one yeah. of the things I added on my list was that he, he thought he knew that I was the sexiest thing on the planet seeing me on stage. And he loved that. And he was always my number one supporter. So I reframed that and switched that. So now my man, I, now I do, you know, virtual stuff around the world and still speak on stages and guess who's always there being my number one supporter. So I'm not worried of like, Oh, does he feel less of whatever he's supposed to feel less? No, he, his, his sense of pride is heightened because he gets to show me off. He's my partner. Right. And I get to show him off. So it, it's got to go both ways. Right. The only reason people feel like they're intimidated or intimidating is because the other partner somehow thinks that the other partner has either like a profession that they don't like or they don't like. I, I could care less what Matt's profession is, um, but I brag about him constantly. Right. So does your partner feel like you want to brag about them all the time, regardless of what they do, regardless of their profession. That's a big deal to have that sort of right of appreciation. And it's constant. It is constant appreciation of each other. 
I love that. I love that. And I love seeing you talk about that. And it just lights me up to see it because I can sense how much you guys are in love and it just shares that, you know, that story and that message. And now it's inspired you to share that love, which is a beautiful, right? Because that story that you have has created a whole, you know, career for yourself, right? What beautiful, you know, love creating more love for other people, right? Yeah, you know, and I, I have zero, um, I get to sacrifice my love in zero ways, right? So there, he always comes first, first and foremost, like he just does. There are things that I don't do in my business that are, you know, inefficient or not strategic or whatever, because I have to do um, with him, with him. And guess what? He wins 100% of the time. He doesn't make me choose him. I choose us. And there's a difference, right? I choose us and that shows him all that makes him do is want to pour more love into my business and everything that we do together that we're pouring out into the world. Right. So you, you know how this is about the sort of something that we experience that we want to bring out to the world. And I want to hear from you, Cristiano, right? I shared a little bit about my story, but I want people to know, like how this even came about for you, right? In terms of like, we talked a little bit about confidence here in, in the in the realm of love and attracting a partner, but, you know, talk about bringing out that authenticity and the story from from your side and, and the amazing people you get to work with. I want to hear more about that. Good story. Yeah, good segue into that there. Um, so uh, for me, like obviously I wasn't always a confident person, wasn't always authentic person. I actually was living what they call in the closet, right? I was living a completely repressed life. Literally, it feels like I was one day, like, you know, one day the old me was there where um, I was the most afraid person of actually everything. I was afraid of people seeing me because if they saw me, they might see the truth. And then they would not like me for it because um, I grew up in an area that wasn't very supportive of, you know, my community, especially at that time. This is, you know, 2000 and before, right? I know I don't look that old, but, uh, you know, mid-30s, Dale. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so back then on that area where I grew up on the Central Coast, it was actually fairly, you know, quite a scary situation for me. Yeah, I thought that, you know, I had to limit myself and repress myself and, you know, live in the closet basically actually I didn't even live in the closet I was so repressed that I couldn't even be in my own house without anyone there and say the words I'm gay I'd be like I'm they wouldn't come out of my mouth because it was just so far repressed and I would go I would be in my I would spend all the time when I wasn't working in my room literally crying to certain songs that changed actually did help and change my life I, I used to this is my favorite song of, of all time is Whitney Houston the greatest love of all because I used to play that all the time wanting to love myself enough to be able to change my life because I was just not living I was existing there literally day by day so it took a lot of courage for me to actually take a step and become the person that I am and it takes a long time to get there right but you know that's the journey that I had to go on to understand that confidence is a skill set that you have to learn it's not someone isn't born with confidence it doesn't just happen overnight either you have to put in the work to get there right 
And I can I can say that with all my heart because I was the the opposite of confidence. I was afraid of everything, afraid of my own shadow, to be honest, literally. So living in a lot of fear, having to work through that fear and be able to come out the other side and then gain confidence and confident enough to be authentic, to say, this is what I want. This is the life I have. This is the future that I'm looking for. This is the people that I want to help because I've been there, you know. So I love and have so much passion for what I do because I know what it's like to be on that other side, but I also know what it's like to be on this side. Mm. And I want people to feel that sense of pride, that sense of confidence, that sense of congruency that then breeds into authenticity. And when you show up as yourself, shining brightly, you start to see everyone else shining around you because, again, that's that attraction. You attract it and you share that energy off to the world and it comes back to you, right? So, yeah. So that's kind of a little bit about my journey and why I want to do what I want to do. And, you know, like I said, when I hear people talking to me about I want to find someone to make me happy, I used to be that way. I always thought that I needed someone to make me happy. And I'm single right now. And I'm actually probably the happiest I've ever been. But I know that I'm on this journey, right? And I know that if I keep working on what I'm doing and focused on me, as because that's really what I am doing at the moment. This first time in my life, the last 12 months, I think I've done all decisions I've made. I've really been putting myself first. I've always usually put my team first. I put my friends first. I put my family first. I made a decision to put myself first. And, you know, when I did that, like, things shifted and things changed, like, and that whole, it, it gets better. It certainly does get better, but you have to make, put the work in, right? And, you know, we're in this world of, you know, coaching, personal development, teaching, training, all those things. And I can't get enough of it because I know that you've got to keep the momentum going. If you lose the momentum, it's easy to fall back. And so that's where you want to keep that going and keep growing yourself so you can then share that off because once you get that sense of the feeling, you want to share it with other people, right? Once you, you've got your love, the love of your life, that's why you're a love coach, right? You've got it and you want to fucking spread it around, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, I want, I want to put it like butter on everybody. I want to like, you get, like, I'm like freaking Oprah and you get some love and you get some love and you get some love. Like, I can't help it, right? <laughs> and and it's, it's one of the most heartbreaking things to encounter someone when you know, like, they're, they're just like, they've been through so much pain and so much torture and so much hurt. And they see me and they're like, yeah, I mean, like you, you, you can have this love because of blah, 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 right. Things were easier and you already have them. And I'm like, no, but I want, I want you to know like the torture I went through. I was kidnapped at one point, Cristiano. Yeah. I was kidnapped by an ex-boyfriend. I fucking was. Okay. And I'm not a dumb girl. I went to a very prestigious university and I was kidnapped after I had graduated from that university. I had already been in the workforce for several years, right? He took away all of my, my financial assets. He took over uh, so that he could pay my accounts. But part of the reason he did that was so that I would lose control of any con uh, contact with my family, with my friends, because he, he wanted to control everything that I did. Okay. And this was a man that was very, very educated um and came from like a very smart background and you know he was an engineer and I, I was like obsessed with engineers at the time and uh yeah he made it a point to make sure that my phone didn't get paid for like three months straight so i would lose that number why that was a very strategic move on his part so i would lose 
all of those, there's still people today that I can't find that I've lost contact with. And this has been a decade now. Oh my God. Yeah. So like I've been there, I was molested when I was four years old by a trusted family member. Like I was diagnosed at 16 with an incurable disease, a chronic illness that I suffered for 15 fucking years. (sighs) Right. Where I thought like, who would love this? Like who would ever love someone who was so sickly all the time? And guess what? I kept finding partners that validated that they couldn't love me because of it. Because that I didn't that relationship, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like I've been through hell and back, right? And those of us who have been through hell and back, and you know, and with your with your story, Cristiano, I think it's those of us who are mo- the most propelled to let people know there is another paradigm, right? Like there's a whole other way of living. Because if you like, if your life's been pretty like chill and mediocre and you know, like you haven't been through the depths of sorrow and depression, then everything else is just kind of like one step up. It's like, okay, cool. No, 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 no. For those of us where we live through like below the sewers, coming out to like living a full expression of who you are, not being afraid of what people think, just showing up and loving yourself and loving on others and having the intention of just being a good person and sharing that love in the world. I mean, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it on the planet that compares. And it is the most heartbreaking thing for me to see people live in that pain and torture when I'm like, there's another way, let me help. Let me help, there's another way. (laughs) I love that. And I love that because you're, story there is a perfect example of being able to turn the mess mm-hmm. into the message right yes. and to be able to realize that to be able to have the authenticity or the authentic relationship with someone else you need to be able to have the authentic relationship with yourself right you need to learn how to trust yourself love yourself back yourself because if you don't what will happen is you may have had some people who had, but the more you don't believe in yourself, you're going to start making them believe exactly what you believe as well. Then the validation continues on, right? So we have to start with ourselves building up that trust. And sometimes it's hard and sometimes it just takes a small thing every day, right? And I'll, I'll try to give an example of, for example, you know, I, you all know, you know that I obviously gave up drinking, right? And it's been four months uh, now, right? So... In the beginning, I didn't necessarily know how I'd be able to, you know, how, how it would be and how I could trust myself because I tried in the past and I hadn't always succeeded. But it took me literally writing a promise to myself, I will not drink today for about 100 days for me to really build up trust. And after I was able to trust myself and know that I got through each day with that promise, it's like that trust just it transforms, right? It's like if I trust myself to do that, what else can I do? You know, and so something so small in one area can have such an impact in so many others. So it's about, like I said, building that trust, building that confidence, building that love to be able to be authentic with yourself. Tell yourself the hard truths, work on those, see then what happens, see who comes into your life. You know, the people around you are a reflection of you. That whole thing of proximity is power and the whole your, the, the five people you spend around you're the most like, it is so true. You look around the people that you have in your life that you spend the most amount of time with and you tell me they're not like you, you know? 
Absolutely. Yeah. We take on each other's energy and we influence them. They influence us. And I remember uh, you, you just made me think of, you know, how it all starts with us. And I remember there was um, there was a man I met before Matt about six, seven years ago. And he was great. He was not a toxic guy at all. He was a phenomenal, phenomenal person. And I'm so grateful that I got to meet him because that was like uh, like 100x up version of what I had had before the the super toxic relationships that I had had. Um, and so with him, I got to realize what it felt like to to not be judged and be, be able to be vulnerable. And we just weren't right. The right fit for each other. Like in terms of what we wanted for our future, right? Like I, I would, I was older than him. So uh, I was already sort of like planning on like marriage pretty soon. And he was like, I'm not ready for that. And I could have stuck around Cristiano and just been like, Oh, you know, just, I'm just going to wait for you to be ready. But that would have been inauthentic to what I knew to be true for me. Okay. So I, I want, I want everybody to be lis- listening here to, to, know what what's true for you and don't negotiate with yourself (laughs) don't negotiate with your own true desires because of where somebody else is at right so um he and i decided to break up and it was one of the most painful breakups i've ever had my whole life because i was like what the beep am i doing right he thought the same thing he's like i think i'm making the biggest mistake in my of my life and i'm like are we and it's like it took like eight hours for us to break up and just sort of like leave it all there and it was painful. And for like six months straight, I felt like I was having a heart attack. Right. But I also knew it to be true. I knew it to be the, the best decision for the both of us. Right. And I remember after about like seven, eight months, I remember walking down the beach. I was living um, next to Pacific Beach in San Francisco at the time. I was walking down the beach with one of my really great friends at the time. And she's like, hey, I mean, do you, do you miss him? And I'm like, yeah, I still miss him. You know, I still have feelings for him, but still knowing that we weren't supposed to be together. Yeah. And she's like, what, what, what makes you so strong to like, know that you're just going to move forward from this. Cause she was like baffled. Right. And I looked at her and I realized what it was. And it's exactly what we've been talking about. I told her, I was like, you know what? I love me more. That was, I love, it. I love me more. And that's exactly what you need to be able to do. No matter how much you love your partner, you have to love yourself more. And and they do too. And that has to be understood and be okay because at the end of the day, we that's that's what we're here for, to 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 be able to fill our bucket up so we can give that love to someone else, right? But if we're giving all our love to them and not to ourselves, our bucket's empty, right? And then what happens is is we get too attached to them filling us up, right? We want them to give us the love because we've been, we don't have it for ourselves because we're looking to give it to everyone else because we, we haven't looked it within, right? And then we get attachment to them and then we start to at some point feel resentment towards them if they're not giving us the love that we want or that we deserve or, or, what, or whatnot. But what happens is, again, you attract what you put out, right? If you're giving all the love to someone else and not to yourself, you're going to find situations where you're not going to feel loved, you know. It has to start within so you can share that around, right? Same with all the same things. If you're not a confident person, you're going to meet people who are going to be on your level, right? And if you are a confident person, do you think you're more likely to share that confidence and people are attracted to that and want to be more like that because of the light that's glowing 
from within outwards and connects to everyone else around you, like that whole energy connection that we have, right? Absolutely. Cristiano, I, I wanted to bring up something that we we sort of started earlier, but I feel like it's it's gonna be a critical component for us to sort of tie that back. And one of the things that comes to mind is for some people might see us and be like, oh, well, this is easy for you. You're already super confident, Cristiano. Like, Emmy, you already like love yourself. So obviously you 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 have your guy, right? And I want people to know, and I, I'd love to hear from your perspective how this was for you. In in many ways, we have to completely break ties and be and break with generations of trauma. And what that means is we end up being the black sheep of the family, okay? Because we're not following the rules of what everybody else, like we're literally choosing not to suffer <laughs> like the, the previous generations, right? And that that mm -hmm. is unfathomable for a lot of people, both family members and, you know, people that are close to you. So I want, I want to bring up that for me, one of the things that I had to do that was very painful, but so necessary was to create very strict boundaries with particularly my mother. Mm -hmm. My mother, because of the attachment, you know, that I had to her of, she was my initial source of nurturing, right. And love. And this is, we get our sense of worthiness from our mother from the, from the womb to two years old. And then we get a sense of, uh, being good enough and validation from our father from two to four years old, we seek validation. Okay. So if those, those of us that are high achievers, you know, and always getting stuff done, blah, 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 we actually have a high, high sense of not being good enough. And that's from not having it fulfilled from our father from two to four. So I want people to know that this isn't like, you know, a walk in the park of like, Oh, well, I just decided to love myself. No, it's deciding to love your, myself turned into me consciously breaking ties with people that were interfering with that on a pretty regular basis. And I actually divorced my mother for a year. Wow. I divorced my mother for a year. And I say divorce because, you know, I completely kicked her out of my life. I told her what, what was happening and how the only way she could participate in my life. And I kept custody of my dad and my siblings. <laughs> Right, I would still participate with them, and I had custody of them. And I'm happy to report that things have shifted. Yeah. It's been a year later. The relationship I have with her is completely different. Why? Because this time I made the rules of engagement. I created rules of engagement of how she's allowed to speak to me and how she's allowed to speak to Matt. Because in our culture, I grew up uh, Mexican, and in our culture, we love teasing each other and making fun of each other and doing all this stuff. But it comes, it gets to the point where it's so um, demeaning and cruel. This is the line. It's not just fun anymore. It's actually, yeah, cruel, right? Exactly. It definitely mm -hmm. crosses the line. And I didn't like a lot of the things that she would say either to me or to Matt. So if she accidentally says something to Matt, I call her out and be like, hey, that wasn't nice. And I'll say it sort of like in a playful sort of tone, but she recognizes it's like, oh, and she's like, oh, sorry, Mateo, sorry, Mateo. Right. And I'd be like, okay, cool. And he just laughs it off. But she knows that I'll call her out on the spot. 
right? Because I created that energy. And now she'll call me and we'll have a quick conversation. And for the first time in her life, in her life, Cristiano, I'm almost 35 years old. She says to me at the end of the call, I love you. Bye. I never heard of you. You never said that to you throughout your life? That that was that was actually me and with my father till about when I was about 22 years old. I had never heard that from him before, and I think I remember I was overseas. I was I, I'd come. This was all just after I'd come out to everyone, and I kind of decided to go over to Canada and just kind of you know I've said it now. I need to go, not run away, but explore a bit. Okay, it's done. I need to let the the dust settle. Everyone can accept it, and then I need to kind of figure out okay, how do I show up now, right? Because when you're always this one person then you tell people i'm a different person you go well what does that even look like because you haven't had a chance to be that person around them right so i had to go off and kind of have a little bit of a few months mission overseas and when i was there you you know when you're alone you get a lot of chance to reflect right and i just remember writing it's just and, and and before that i never had um, I guess a lot of written communication with them. It was on the phone or, or in person, right? Because I was living, mostly living with them or not, or I'd, you know, call them or whatever. So a lot of the communication was done by email. And I just remember all the sign offs being dad or mum. And I was like, they fucking don't even say they love me in a fucking email and I'm across the world. And so I remember I had to really set some clear boundaries and like had to say some things. And because I was reintroducing myself to them, I felt like I had to kind of say these things that I would never normally say before, but now they meant something to me. It's like, I, I'm showing you who I am and I want you to love me for that because mm -hmm. I wasn't showing myself and I wasn't feeling loved. And now it's like, I am starting to come into that person that I am. I need to feel that, you know, from you. And, but, you know, I, I realized a lot of stuff in that moment that, it was me and my journey starting to love myself. And I think I was saying it to them, but I was saying it to myself as well, if that makes sense, you know? Absolutely. You know, yeah. I, I'm so glad that you, you brought that up because I started sort of, not sort of, I started telling my mom and dad that I loved them. And even when I knew that they couldn't respond, it wasn't even an ego thing for them. It was just so uncomfortable, right? Because it was so vulnerable. Uh, they didn't hear that in their family growing up. So why would they say it to their kids? Right? So uh, it, for them in, in, in their culture at that time, saying I love you to the kid uh, made the kid like a little weakling or a little brat. And they didn't, they didn't want to raise brats. So they did a good job raising us pretty strong, right? So I started telling my mom and my dad, I love you. I love you. I love you. And they would always respond in Spanish, igualmente, which means same. <laughs> they were getting closer, right? And it was up to me to choose to get all upset of like, oh, they're not saying it or just allow chuckle and enjoy, right, the presence. And now it's so cool to see them now initiate the I love yous. I love you. It took a while, but like you said, it starts with us, right? It mm -hmm. always starts with us and we can choose. It, it, we get to write the rules of engagement. I want, I want people to know that, that we get to choose what are the rules of engagement. And guess what? There are certain people in my life that are family members that I refuse to be around ever, ever. And I used yeah. to guilty about that. I was raised, you know, you, you respect your elders, you respect your aunts and your uncles. You're, and I'm like, you know what? F that shit. 
If I don't like being around this person and they're just like icky and gross, like, no, bye. (laughs) You don't need to torture yourself with anybody who does not bring in, like, especially if they're just like, right? If they're like average and they don't do you any harm, they're not like pouring all this love into you and you're at a family gathering, whatever, right? Like you can hang out with the people that you love. But if they have the complete opposite sensation of you, of like just revolting, yeah, I choose to kick those people out of my life and not let them be there. Exactly. Why well, give people the opportunity to pull you out of the space that you want to be in, right? The energy you're in. If you know that this person is going to be a trigger for you for whatever reason, don't allow them in your life and maybe figure out what the trigger is and work on it separately <laughs> because we still need to work on it. But there's no point bringing them in if they're going to not add value to your life, right? You know, that's something that I've had to realise throughout this journey as well of, you know, sobriety is that, you know, there you do lose people on the journey when you, you take a different path, right? If I'm walking left and you're walking right, it's, it, you know, do you get back to the same place? Probably not. But, you know, you've got to realise that, you know, along the journey you've got people who will be in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, right? And you know who those people who will be with you forever, though you're right or dies. And you know those people who you are going to have a great summer together and it's going to be fantastic, or you're going to have a holiday romance with them and that's what it will stay as, right? And then there's those people who come in for a reason, which could be to trigger you to then make a change in your life. You know, that's a reason, right? So it's all about having a look and go, what people are in your life? And are they adding the value that you want, you know? And how are you showing up as well, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think you said you hit the nail on the head with that one at, at the end of, like, how are you showing up, right? So how are you bringing who are you when they're around, right? And I think this is a critical one for dating, right? When mm. you're first dating someone, like, are you showing up? Are you trying to impress someone, are you just being yourself? Like, are you, can you truly just show up and like feel giddy and excited or are they, do they give off the energy of like, you're too much or you're not enough or you're whatever, right? Like if you can't, if you feel the need to put on a persona for someone else, then you already know right then and there, like this is, you need to sort of step out of that zone, right? Like there are people that I can't be 100% like Emmy with. Right. Like they get a version of me, which is cool. Like they can get the super competitive, like negotiating Emmy that, you know, negotiates multi-million dollar contracts. The one that like demands respect. Right. <laughs> that one's a different version of me. And I'm not going to go in there and like, you know, just be fully vulnerable. Right. So there are different versions of us. However, especially when it comes to the dating, you want to bring the playful one. You want to bring the fun, energetic, whoever you are, like who, you know, who are you when nobody's looking like, what, what, what do you dance to? Like, are you naked at home? Are you in your underwear? Like, what are you doing? Right? <laughs> like, how, what are you rocking out? Like the things that you think make you like weird or quirky, your partner, I'm going to tell you right now, your soulmate loves that about you. Totally. Loves your quirks. 100%. They love you, those flaws and all, whatever you want to call flaws, they'll see them as features as well, right? <laughs> mm. Absolutely. Well, we, we could go on and talk 
for a bazillion hours and I know that we've been on it for a while. So what if there was one thing you could leave other people with, which, which is going to help them to be more authentic and have a more authentic relationship with, you know, or find a partner, what would that one thing be that you think that would really help people make a shift, even small, whatever it is? Yeah. The main thing is, that I'm going to leave you with is have an attitude of gratitude. Oh, power. It's the number one thing to have on a daily basis and, and have gratitude about just existing and breathing and not taking things for granted. So I'm going to tell you right now, once you're in a relationship with someone and you have that routine, it's easy to take things for granted. It's so easy. And that's what starts making relationships go downhill. But if you cultivate that practice now within yourself, it never goes away. So have an attitude of gratitude. I love that. And I, I think I'll add on to that with the attitude of gratitude also having that humility and humbleness mm. to know that we are not perfect we weren't designed to be perfect and it's okay and to give yourself a break sometimes you do not have to have it all figured out life is a journey and the journey should be just as fucking good as the destination right absolutely if not better right because it's not better because it should all the way to heaven should be fucking heaven right you know what i mean <laughs> uh, welcome back guys i trust that you had a valuable and fun and great uh time listening to my conversation with my friend emmy it was a pleasure chatting to her we always have such great conversations and i know that this one was something that is adding value to you so again it's all about authentic relationships how you can cultivate the best out of it and you know some questions that you might want to ask yourself when it comes to building authentic relationships are you know where am i showing up authenticity in my life where is my life when it comes to my relationships how do i cultivate more authenticity meaning i need to start by being authentic with myself then i allow myself to be authentic with other people so as always love to hear your comments love to hear your feedback love to hear any questions that you have so feel free to post those below or keep the conversation going with me on facebook because i love to hear all of your messages and comments um it really really keeps uh, the conversation going and makes me you know lead this uh podcast in the right direction so you have a wonderful week guys i'm going to catch you next week and always remember that you've got this and i've got you Bye for now.